Welcome to SRUC's Rural Policy Podcast. This is episode three and I'm William Ansell, Digital Manager at SRUC. Today I'm joined by Professor David McCracken, who's the head of SRUC's Integrated Land Management Department. He's going to be talking to me about biodiversity and its relation to the discussions at COP26 and what this means for farmers and land managers. Thank you, Will. Pleased to be here. Davey, we're hearing a lot about climate change at the moment, but what about biodiversity? Yeah, well, I mean, it's clearly um, well recognised we're in a climate emergency and hence at COP26 in Glasgow, that's bringing together the majority of governments from around the world to agree what type of mitigation measures are needed for climate change especially with regard to the tangible measures we need to actually see happening on the ground. But it also has to be recognised that we've been in a biodiversity crisis for much, much longer. Um, And there's another big um, COP, Convention of the Parties, also taking place at the moment. One that is far less talked about, but also uh, crucially important. That's uh, what they're calling COP15, um, which is a two-part UN biodiversity summit that's kicking off this month online because of COVID, uh, but it's going to finish next May in the southern Chinese city of uh, Kunming. Um, What I hope and what we need to come out of both conventions is an increased sense of urgency about how we manage our land, not just at some point into the future, but starting to do it now. So does addressing biodiversity needs mean we need to do different types of action on the ground? Well, actually, in some cases, addressing climate change needs and reversing biodiversity declines um, um, can be very closely interrelated. Um, Both will certainly require significant change to how we manage our land here in Scotland, um, as in elsewhere um, in the UK and and, and the wider world. And we actually can get multiple benefits out of some changes to land management. You know, what we often refer to as nature-based climate solutions. So restoring degraded peatlands, planting more trees in the right places, and creating more wetlands have the potential to benefit both climate and biodiversity concerns. But we do also have to be careful that the actions taken to address one issue don't adversely affect um, the other. Uh, So, for example, planting trees to store, sequester more carbon, but doing that on grasslands that are important for wading birds like lapwing and curlew that we know are in decline and we want to actually reverse those declines. So we have to ensure that Uh, the the, the action on the grounds um, it's not focused purely on our climate needs um, and especially don't happen to the detriment of what we need to do for biodiversity so in the future land managers will need to do biodiversity oriented oriented actions in addition to addressing climate change and what does that mean for farmers across Scotland Davy? Well, the first thing to say is, irrespective of whether it's action for um, climate change or action for biodiversity, scale is important um, in achieving the level of changes that we need to see on the ground. So all farmers have a role to play in addressing um, both um, of these issues. Um, And if you think purely of climate change in the first instance, making changes to agricultural production processes, you know, paying attention to soil nutrient status, improving the efficiency of livestock production, is clearly important and will help, but it won't be enough on its own to get Scottish farming to net zero by 2045. Making changes to how we manage our land to store and hold more carbon, whether it's through the peatlands, um, the trees and woodlands, or wetlands I mentioned earlier, will still be key. And the additional biodiversity actions needed that I mentioned um, earlier will actually vary from sector to sector. 
it's 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 quite a broad statement, but in general, in our hill and um, hill farming and crofting systems, uh, there's likely to be more of a need to retain some form of agricultural and grazing management in order to ma maintain existing high nature conservation value habitats and the, the associated wildlife. While in our lowland, arable and dairy systems, the biodiversity need is likely to revolve around redressing the habitat simplification that has occurred through loss of habitats um, over the last few decades and inappropriate management of those fragments that remain. This will not only mean managing those remaining, remaining fragments better, but also restoring habitats to make the landscapes in our lowlands more diverse and better suited to, to um, support a wider range of wildlife. So it sounds like farmers are being asked to make quite large changes to their existing systems. Um, yes, they are. And, and actually, there's no getting around that fact. Indeed, the sooner that farmers and other land managers realise and accept the scale of the actions needed, the sooner we can really start to move forward and address both these climate and biodiversity needs. Um, but through my discussions with, with many farmers and land managers over the last months, I think it's also important to recognise that farmers are not being asked to make these changes simply because it's a good thing to do or because it only benefits wider Scottish society. Farmers and crofters are not immune to climate change and the vast majority of changes they will need to make on their farms will also provide on-farm and on-croft benefits in terms of increasing future sustainability and especially resilience to ongoing climate change. And so to give one example, you know, I head up um, SRUC's Upland Research and Demonstration Farms at Kirkton-Octa Tyre near Crianlarach. And we sit in one of the wettest areas of Scotland. We have between two and a half and three and a half metres of rain per year. But even so, we, like others throughout Scotland, have been experiencing drought-like conditions over recent summers. And hence, we are keen to integrate more trees into the farms to provide increased shelter for livestock. And where we put those additional trees on the farm, will not just be informed from a shelter perspective. The increase in extreme weather events we've been seeing across Scotland in recent years means that the majority of Scotland's population who live in lowland Scotland will be increasingly looking to land managers in the uplands to manage water quantity in order to reduce the occurrence or severity of flooding events further downstream. Key will be to ensure that Scottish farmers get recognition and financial reward for providing those additional biodiversity and wider um, environmental benefits um, to society. So what does that mean for the skill sets needed for future generations of land managers in Scotland? We've heard a lot about, and it's in the um, Scottish Government's programme for government, uh, about the need to create a biodiversity and a climate conscious workforce. And that's not only to ensure that we have the people with skills to manage the land use change we need to see on the ground, but also to allow people to be able to see and capitalise on the business opportunities that those new land management practices can potentially provide. And um, SRUC, we have a major role to play in equipping um, students with the skills they need to support the country's economic recovery after the coronavirus pandemic. The implications of climate change and the need to take more action for biodiversity um, will need to become more embedded in the range of courses that SRUC offers, that's, that's a given. But we're already offering a number of new courses of direct relevance to COP26's focus on climate change and COP15's focus on biodiversity. As I mentioned earlier, 
farmers will need to make their agricultural production practices more co cost effective and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Our new agricultural technology degree and an associated HNC to be introduced in future years puts a particular focus on what we call precision farming approaches. That's where technology has an important role to play in providing farmers with data that allows them to take um, on-farm and management decisions. This course is focused on providing students with those skills necessary to work in the businesses developing such technologies or providing advice and support to farmers implementing the technologies. And so I mean, it covers a range of subjects such as engineering and mechanisation, electronics and computing and control systems, and puts them in the context of soil, crop and livestock management we need for the future. We also have a new sustainable food production and land use degree that's been designed to help students examine and understand how land use practices can help tackle what's called the wicked challenges facing the planet. Increasing climate, um, including climate change, addressing climate change, but also doing that while um, maintaining food security. Students in those co that course will learn about sustainable agricultural systems that can provide a growing population with food, bioproducts and bioenergy while still helping to combat climate change, enhance biodiversity and minimise pollution. And finally, our wildlife and conservation management programmes look at current techniques in the management of wildlife, habitats and recreation. Those students focus on a range of modules which cover the theory and practice of subjects such as wildlife conservation, ecology, fuel skills, outdoor access and land management. And land management in particular and the wildlife conflicts that we're seeing in Scotland and elsewhere in the world are also um, increasing um, and the course gives the students the ability to not only understand how these conflicts arise, but more importantly, how such conflicts can be resolved. Taken together, all three of our new degrees have sustainability at their heart. Those graduates, uh, I am sure, will find their expertise in demand over the coming decades, particularly as we're in this new environment where the green recovery um, um, from uh, the COVID pandemic is seen as crucial to maintaining economic recovery in the future. That's fascinating, David. And SRUC offers a lot of these different courses and it's it's a really excellent place to start your career in land management and farming and to be really at the cutting edge of what the latest developments are. Do you have any sort of final closing points for us, David? It's just to emphasise that no matter what type of farming or wider land management system um, anybody's involved in, ensuring greater sustainability is going to be key going forward. Um, and by that I mean using existing resources more effectively, so through the precision farming approaches I mentioned earlier, reducing waste or, or developing alternative products through things like biorefining bio um, and also managing our biodiversity and what we call our natural capital much more effectively. SRUC is well placed to ensure that our existing land managers but also our future land managers have the skills needed to produce these multiple outcomes from our land. That's great, Davey. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Will. More than happy to oblige.